0: what's up ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode of the live free podcast i'm your host mike maxwell today's guest is mr andrew Hem. he joins us via skype from his studio in los angeles um we have a lovely conversation it's nice to get him on the show his um uh, his work is really amazing i've uh, i've followed it for a long time and it's nice to see its progression and see how far he's really pushed himself To become the amazing artist that he is, it's funny. I used to um, curate shows at the Voice 1156 Gallery in San Diego, and I remember I got an email from him about doing a show, and I thought, wow, this is like the first like really good artist that had submitted stuff to be in shows. Like most of the people who were in shows were like people who like I had already been in contact with or whatever, or like artists who I already knew. And he was one who I didn't know yet, but he I was blown away by all the stuff that he had sent. So um, it's good to have him on the show. It's also nice to have our uh, new sponsor on the show. Our friends over at Float, that's FLOT. Um, it's the, a new float lab down in downtown San Diego. So if you guys are in the area, you should go check them out. They're down by um, the train Depot in uh, downtown. Uh, I think the Santa Fe Depot. Um, for people who don't know what a float tank is, it's uh, it's sometimes thought of as a sensory deprivation tank. Basically, it's a um, it's like a large, like cabin that is filled with a a large amount of Epsom salt and uh, water that is heated to your skin temperature so what you do you lay down in the water and it's so salted that you float right so and you don't it doesn't take any like it like maybe you can't float in the pool it doesn't matter you're going to float in the the water in the tank just due to the salt uh content the buoyant it makes you buoyant so what's interesting about it is i've done it a few times um I'm getting ready to go do my first session down at Float here shortly. It's my my mom's birthday is coming up this Sunday and unfortunately I can't go to her party, so maybe I'm thinking about trying to bring her down for this. They have some really good deals. It's only $40 for an hour float um or it's $60 for 2 hours. And they go through great lengths to make sure the environment is super clean. Um there's no issues of claustrophobia their tanks are actually seven feet tall so when you're laying down there's a you know a space of seven feet from your face to the top of the tank which i've been in some tanks where it was i felt totally comfortable and safe and no uh claustrophobia in in a much smaller tank than um the ones down at float uh I was actually only a few feet from the top of the surface, but I felt like I was in a big open capsule. Uh, even though you're closed in, what what, what ends up happening, you're, you you um, you sort of shut down your senses. In you know, it's it's sensory deprivation. But in maybe that it doesn't really that term. If you don't know what it means, like if you if you haven't experienced it, it's hard to sort of understand what that means. But when you're able to. Uh, disassociate all the like touch senses from your mind you give your brain this um, immense amount of time to think to uh, like sort of heal itself to relax so if you think about it like you if you're wearing a shirt right now which I hope none of you are but you probably are uh, your skin is sending message to your brain saying I feel the shirt on my skin right now well, what happens sort of in the water is you sort of lose track of your the, the edge of your skin to the water's temperature. They match it so it's the same. And what that does is that takes away that touch sense. Then your ears are underwater, right? So you float, but your ears are—the the water level usually is right, right below your eyes, but uh, be, your ears are below water, you know. So all you hear is underwater, so you know there's that sense of like— when you're underwater, you almost all you can hear is your own internal heartbeat, which I confused before as somebody being outside of my tank. And I'm like, why are these fuckers fucking up my experience out here, walking around my tank, when the truth was it was actually just my heartbeat that was pumping that I just didn't get connected with, and then I realized. Um, so there's all these really cool things. It's uh, it's There's a sort of hypnot- not hypnotic, uh, I guess, uh, meditative, I think people say that Maybe some people who have a hard time actually sitting down and meditating can go and lay in a tank and be able to uh, focus, but lose all focus, if that makes sense. So um, I'm happy to have them on board. They're a new sponsor on the show. This is the first show they're on board with, so um, expect to hear more about them. Uh, Go check out their website, flotsd.com. You can get all their information. They got a nice little coffee and juice bar. They also have some options for some memberships, so um, that's that's super limited. If you want to get in there and do a membership, that's also an option. Um, you can get all their information over at the website. Like I said, flotsd.com, or if you want to follow them on Instagram and uh, get some of the shit that's going on over there, you can see some of the tanks. Um, you can uh, check out all their information and uh, posts as well. It's uh, at... Or, At underscore F-L-O-T and then another underscore, lower dash. That's the lower dash if you don't know what an underscore is. Uh, But you should, modern age technology. So um, thanks to them. As always, follow me at Mike Maxwell Art on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Live Free Podcast on the the Facebook fan page. Um, I just post everything about the podcast onto my Instagram. So you can follow me at Mike Maxwell Art on all the different social medias. Facebook's Twitter's whatever Um, if you're doing the periscopes I do a lot of things on periscope that are I guess different from what I do on the podcast I don't know if you want to see some video of me being fucking weird you could do that I do some live painting sometimes um, And I do some other shit other times so check that out as always Uh, Let's jump right into this thing and give Andrew him a call Hello Mr. Andrew Ham, what's up, my friend? Hey, what's going on? How are you? Pretty good. You? Good, man. It's been uh, been a little bit. I guess I I caught you at uh, Johnny Rodriguez, Mr. Commandz's last show. Yeah, so yeah, that was amazing. I I seem to just catch you every now and then for a split second. It's usually <laughs> it's usually while I'm out the door, or you know, you'll <laughs> be showing up, or uh, or uh, you're showing, or I'm showing up, and you're out the door. Tends to be a common theme with. Uh, running into one another. So, um, one, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, to chat with me. Oh,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. We've uh, we've talked for a little while about doing the show. I wanted to come up and do, like, an in-studio thing. It ends right. up just being, like, much more convenient for both myself and the artists who come on the show to, like, be in their studio. Like, even, like, you could doodle right now, like, if you needed to. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, it ends up being <laughs> kind of, like, a, a little bit easier – uh, conversations sometimes. Right. You know, okay. which is kind of cool. Like, I, I, I appreciate that. It ends up being a little easier just in terms of recording stuff. But, um, again, right. thanks for being on the show. Um, I guess you and I met through uh, either, like, through Ekendayo and Johnny. but Maybe I think I met all those guys all in you or maybe around the same time. Um, but had been mm-hmm. familiar with your work for a while. Before yeah. that, I think. But I think the first time yeah. we actually met.
1: I think maybe the first time we met might have been at Comic Con.
0: There's a good chance of that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. come down this year for Comic Con? No, no, I didn't. I I've, I've been out the last few years. It's like in you know, like I kind of feel like I'm missing out on something, but as soon as I get there, I realize oh this is the same shit that it's been yeah. every other fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. It's a weird feeling, right? Like I yeah. I don't know, it's it's almost like if I don't get the experience, like, I feel like I'm missing out on, like, I'm yeah. I'm missing something that will never, like, you, that moment will never happen again, even though it happens every year pretty, like, <laughs> repetitively. Right. But uh, it's sometimes, you know, there's, like, experiences that, even though, like, maybe an environment you don't want to be in, there's still something that could happen there, like, important. Or, do yeah. you find that?
1: I, I, you know what? The main reason I like going is uh, I like checking out the artist alley. Uh huh. Um. But then it's sometimes all the same artists. Also.
0: I know that's the thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like particularly like the comic artists. There's like a common like theme among all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: like the guys who are down there doing like the, you know, like inking illustrations and that sort of thing. Like it's. I don't know. It kind of all feels the same
1: yeah I agree to a
0: certain point, and that doesn't take away any of their like talent, the skill, yeah. the hours, and like it's way beyond my own skill, so i I'm, I'm not in any way right. downplaying it but yeah no yeah it's like how many eighteen by twenty four black and white ink drawings can you look at <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. i mean it's yeah. i get like without yeah. it like for if without it being somebody who you're already like interested in their work or like seeing something. Yeah. And I guess that... It seems like more people in, like, the toy realm of the the art world fit into that scene a little more.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I it seems like what, right now it's got more, like, really, like, entertainment, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah. what... That's the majority of the space is big, like, Fox, yeah, NBC. Yeah. It's all the, like, television and movie promotion. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean... You know, I we talk about that in, like, a negative aspect, but how much yeah. of that is, like, based on the people who are consuming it? Like, is part of that just a, a response to what the people actually want? You know, like, the people who are going yeah. there, that's what they want, right? Like, that's why it right, can actually true. happen. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, I have you ever been to Comic-Con New York?
0: I haven't. Have you?
1: Yeah, I've been to one maybe, like, uh, two years ago, I think. Uh-huh. And... I think maybe New York is not as packed as as San Diego and it and it feels for me it feels like more about the um the art and, and the, the, the alleys.
0: Do you think because it's newer that it, it has that?
1: I think so. But I, I definitely right now prefer New York um more because I, I don't like being around that places where you can't walk. You know? That's that's
0: the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like just being in those fucking crowds is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, exactly. But in New York you still can walk right now, but I think maybe in a few years you probably can't.
0: But there's also something interesting about that from like uh like psychological like sociological standpoint like to sit back and like observe all those people all in a herd. It's it's interesting yeah. to look. It's almost like you're looking at like cellular activity. It's it, like you're looking at the inside of veins under a microscope or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's not that yeah. different. And the people there, yeah. like, it, actually the consumption itself is really the most interesting. I remember, I guess it was a couple of years ago that, uh, I, I forget what the fuck it was, but there was like an, an alien type movie that... Um, Prometheus. Is that what it was? I, I'm guessing, I don't know. Go go on. <laughs> go finish it. But anyway, there was these um, creatures that uh, I think it was um, – what's the guy who did all the alien sculptures? His, I know his name, but it's like slipping my mind at the moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the movie Alien? Yeah, yeah. H.R. I... Uh, Geiger. Okay. He's the yeah. one who does all those sculptures, and they always have like dicks and pussies and shit. And yeah. so there was people walking around with a, like a – Like a tongue compressor type mask, you know, like a cardboard cutout on a like stick type of deal. And the mask, it was this like bug thing that was for this movie promotion. But it was clearly like you were putting like a there was a a clear, obvious pair of testicles like in the creature. And people were like walking around with it on their face. And I'm thinking like it has a very like idiocracy type feel to it. That's funny. There's a lot of body odor.
1: Yeah, tons. I wouldn't be the same without it
0: a lot of obesity i mean <laughs> i'm not judging i'm not judging anyone yeah, if that's yeah. it, if that's your yeah. scene like who am yeah. i to tell you it's wrong but yeah 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 <laughs> well let's jump back a little bit uh so you've been in california for a long time did you grow up here
1: i had i mean basically i mean i lived it all my life i i came to the states when i was like like six months so
0: okay where were you born
1: in uh Chun-Buri, thailand uh huh. Um, born in a um, refugee camp. Did your parents
0: no. come here as refugees, or it, they got to Thailand as refugees?
1: Oh, uh, went to Thailand as refugees. Uh
0: huh. Where did uh, where did they come from? Uh, Cambodia. Okay. What was the What was the exodus? It was.
1: There was like a. There were just basically it was like a huge genocide mm-hmm. over there. They killed. Uh, more than half the Cambodian population. And um, basically, anybody who was, if you were an artist, if you wore glasses, I mean, glasses, they thought was like a form of uh, intelligence. Uh-huh. So if you wore glasses, um, if you spoke or read another language, um, basically they were just like killing Cambodians left and right.
0: Who was who uh, it that was doing the, the killing?
1: As a uh, Pol Pot. Okay, so, right. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah and was it a it, it was a communist led regime right yeah yeah, yeah. it's um, fucked we, we're we're it, that history is so close but we're i think like our generation even though like you you have a direct connection to something like that but i feel like there's a lot of our generation that we're we're very disconnected from recent history and how it how it plays into modern times even
1: right right I've been I, trying to yeah.
0: understand a lot of that with all the rela- race relations that like, yeah. the or, you know, lack thereof even. Right. Right. Like, okay, this is obviously, there's a lot of things that are caused by years of history, right? Like right. De- decades of problems. But like, sure. if we could just look at even just going back 50, 75 years, you know, like a generation for like the people who are our, our elders or like the generation who is dying off, like, See what things were like for them as children, or like young adults at our our point, our stage of life, and right. you start to see how those things that happened. You know, like I've been very specifically focusing on late fifties, mid sixties, like like l- really looking at what happened in the civil rights movements, um, uh, like the Jim Crow laws, like all these things that were that like it, we had a very <clears throat> specific like crescendo in 1964 in this country. Okay. Right. Which I guess would be somewhere around the time... Uh, when was the the Cambodian genocide? Do you know the year offhand?
1: Like, like, it, it was 78 to, like, I think 81. Uh, don't call me, but it was like... I think it started in 78 or 79, but it went on
0: for four years. Uh-huh, so late 70s. And I, I, uh, I, I feel like there's so much turmoil that came out of a very particular... You know, out of out of that post-World War II generation, I guess. You well, know, maybe even that's like, even looking at World War II, like the the generations that were born after that and how that affected the wars that came within the generations after that. It all well, seems to be like a very specific domino effect that takes place. And I, I feel like we forget that just in, not through like any fault of our own, but like even just the amount of information that we're inundated on a regular basis yeah totally no
1: i get it so Uh, i mean i i wouldn't like growing up i uh, my mom would tell me the stories but i I would never like tune into it Uh because it's so young but then once you get older uh you know you hear the stories again and it just it just like it just hits you It's it's, uh, amazing that any of them survived through that
0: yeah, especially as you get older, right? Like, you can kind of put it into a different yeah. perspective than, like, I'm sure hearing the stories yeah. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. You get, like, a different, uh, I guess, a different respect, maybe? Or, like, like even just in an yeah. acknowledgement of, like, a hardship that somebody went through? Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it gives us a little, like... some appreciation or something?
1: Yeah, I feel like we... You can't complain about anything
0: now that we have. I mean yeah. Oh dude, we can complain all we want.
1: <laughs> feel free to just
0: complain about all sorts of things. I plan on it. I have all sorts of shit I feel like complaining about today.
1: I was like, Damn, my Wi Fi's too slow. <laughs> I
0: know. I can't find the you know, I can't talk to somebody on the other side of the country instantly. So your folks get to Thailand and how how so How quickly do they go from Thailand to the United States? Because obviously you're born within that six months, you're born. Was it a plan before? So, your your folks, you came here, you said, when you were six months. Yeah. Pretty young.
1: Hey, Max. uh, Mike, uh, sorry. um, Sometimes it goes off and on, like it breaks off and on. I don't know if you're hearing me clearly or not, but.
0: Yeah, I got you clearly. Okay, okay. It Um, it might be when we talk over each other. Okay. It might cut out. Um but so I, I was asking how quickly it was that your folks got to Thailand and then came to the United states you know you said you came here when you were six months
1: yeah so basically uh we we went to the they went to the Philippines after that, and during in the Philippines, um, what they were doing is uh were like sending Cambodians to the states and Basically, Cambodians were getting sponsored, like, um, how we came over here. There was like a family in Virginia uh-huh. that sponsored us so we can stay with them until we got on our feet. So we stayed with complete strangers there. And, and my mom still to this day made friends on that, on that, uh, on that plane because they, my mom said that there were people pretending to be Cambodians. So that
0: they can come to the states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's. I just so, heard a really cool story uh, about a West African guy and how they have a lottery system to yeah. come to the United States and how like right. difficult it is and like all the like there were so many hoops and like flaming hoops, like so many like obstacles trying to like just seemingly getting in this guy's way. And I assume it's the same for. A lot of uh, people trying to immigrate around the country, around the globe. Like, that's a – for me, I feel like it's hard to move to a different city within San Diego, let alone across yeah, right? Across the globe, you know. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of admiration. I feel like people who are willing to take those risks are very interesting to me. I, you know, the, uh, there's a – it seems like there's a certain type of person um, – like a, a a certain type of energy that it takes to like yeah. really take those risks, right? Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I and so I wonder if any of those thing, if if any of those things start to play into your work, if you feel like any of that if you, you know, even I I make this claim a lot that genetically we pick up things from our ancestors, you know, like right. even like it's just almost like new messages get written into our DNA, like new information. And we just pick it up as we go. Like, do you feel like any of those that past history plays into what you're doing now as a painter or as an artist?
1: You know, uh, my dad was a painter, and his brother was a. Uh, uh, my dad told me his brother was a, a really well-known painter in Cambodia, and he he died because uh, he was a painter. But uh, uh, they tried to destroy all the arts, so I, I get. I get, you know, uh, um, for my sister and, and a lot of families telling me how it means for them that I'm becoming a painter to continue the legacy yeah. of of, uh, of my parents, my dad and my, his brother. Um, that, you know, they couldn't carry it on too long because it, it ended. But the, f- the fact that I'm carrying on the torch, uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that means a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's oh. I mean, I, even further it's really like a political statement even though like maybe you're you're so far removed being in like a western culture, you know, like you in the world that we are in here in, you know, southern California. Right. Um I wonder it's almost it could be like an almost inadvertent political act of saying like fuck you. Like all that <laughs> shit you were trying to take away Look yeah. at it like generations from now are still doing yeah. it. Like you didn't have yeah. you didn't have the power that you seemingly uh, yeah. forced upon people with violence and and murder. You know, right, right, right. It almost like dispels any sort of sense of power that that could have possibly been there in in some sort of like metaphysical way or something. I guess. No. Yeah. No. I get it. I think there's some power in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm. I think.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I, it means a lot to me just to look at my dad's old paintings and just to have his paintings. Um, yeah. Do you have a bunch of them? I do. My dad painted like crazy. Um, what kind I mean, of stuff? It just like landscapes. He was like a landscape painter. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: So is that the the interest in landscape painting in your own work? Do you feel like
1: that? You know what? Because I feel I, like
0: it's been a strong focus for you the last few sure. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've gotten <laughs> really good at it too.
1: <laughs> the thing is, I love like plein air paintings. I love just going outdoors and just painting the landscape. So I try to just combine all my my interests. Like I love landscape painting. I love figure painting. Uh, I love architecture. Uh huh. Um, and there's no, those, <laughs> all those
0: things fit so well together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just fuse it all and, and put it in a blender, I guess.
0: Well let me ask but, you yeah. this. Do you look at it like all three of those things are the sort of the same thing when you're making them? You know, like I sometimes like I've been painting some plants lately. And it's almost like yeah. plants are portraits. Like it's it's whatever the object right. is, it's still a portrait to me on some level.
1: For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a focal point. Um like the main focus of, of a painting. But yeah, even I, beyond yeah.
0: that, like that it the fit like painting a figure like even if it's in like a not like a an animate object like it's right. still a figure like a clock tower or like a uh right. fucking windmill it's like a figure just as the yeah. same as like a yeah. human is a figure yeah yeah might not have a you heartbeat know, get, or whatever but
1: i get asked this question from time to time that could i just do a painting with 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 no figures in there just like a landscape painting uh-huh. and show that yeah and and it's weird because I love just landscape painting and, and I have like a little sketches where I just do landscape painting with yeah. no figures,
0: uh-huh.
1: but I don't think I've ever done a, like a big painting with just a landscape with no figures.
0: What do you think that is? Do you feel, so, It's funny. I, am, I, I just did this piece that I just did a, just a gradient color shade on it and like yeah. I want to do more to it and my wife is like, I like it just how it looks. I was like, but it That's needs funny. to have like a thing. I can't just let it be just a color. You know, like yeah. but then I'm like, you know, why is yeah. there rules? But there's something internally yeah. that's saying like, no, it's not a thing until you do the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We it's put just... our own rules on things, right? Like that where it's not yeah. it's not there isn't any. Yeah. You should I think that now that you brought this up, you should do at least one just large landscape painting.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you have to now. Yeah, exactly i
0: mean if if i'm being objective or um you know if i'm being a critic i think that they're they stand out on their own i think that the landscapes could be fine by themselves they don't need a human element yeah but that's kind of brings up an interesting thing that i was just talking about yesterday is um how you ever see how people get really mad if uh, somebody spray paints on a rock in a national forest or like oh yeah you know how people get really fucking pissed
1: for sure
0: like I've, I've, now I forget what my point was going to be just because I thought about how all the – I just started thinking about all the people getting mad at that Andre guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah. – uh, um, You know what? I, and now that it came out, you know how the, this recent video is coming out how there's a uh, a pastel spray paint?
0: Yeah, it's like uh, – it's chalk. It's chalk. Chalk. It's chalk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I'm wondering if it's chalk now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I doubt. Well, I doubt it. But it's so funny. It's like, yeah. I mean, I. So my point. I now I remember my point is people almost don't want to see a human element in um a non-human nature. So like an, oh, okay. a big open yeah. expanse, right? Like people don't yeah. want to see a human element. Right. But. I think there's a grouping of people and uh, somebody like me, for instance, if I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I happen to come across, let's say, like a rock stack and I'm like, right. OK, some other human was here. And so <laughs> I remember I used to go to the desert a lot and I would like find random yeah. shit. Like I remember once right. I found like uh, like a little mine shaft, like a little mi- yeah. like mini mine shaft that it, like the wood paneling was still in there. It was maybe like four foot by four foot there was like a, I I ended up digging like this hole. I found like a, an old milk glass jar, like some random shit right in the middle of the fucking Borrego desert. And the joy was that, okay, here I am out in the middle of the fucking desert, but somebody else was here and it was a long time ago. I think the idea of like somebody like fucking Andre, even though like, I I understand the arguments of like a national forest and not wanting to deface things that are, you know, pristine. Um, but I also see this idea that people are somehow afraid of seeing man in those environments. And maybe it's there's something to that effect, but like like vice versa for you. Like you almost need to have a human element in those natural environments. Because really your landscapes take up a majority of the juxtaposition a lot of times even, right? <laughs> That's Is true. that fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean true. at least over the last couple of years. Yeah because the, the figures have been so pretty strong work in your like an element in your work. Right. For as long as I've known you. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. What I and I've been trying to narrow this down. Like what is it what's so great about doing the figure? About painting people? Well, the thing is figure is the first
1: thing that really got me into art. Like yeah. I didn't know what, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um so I went to I was just basically Santa Monica College trying to figure stuff out and and uh i basically said you know what let's give this figure drawing class a, a, a go and I, I never did it before and that one figure drawing class basically changed my life isn't you know? that crazy so, like one yeah. hour
0: could literally change your entire yeah. life
1: yeah so th- i had this obsession with figure drawing and figure painting before since day one so for me to like just give that up is hard because it's like the thing that I, i've I've gotten into art and once I've gotten started doing so much figure drawing and so much figure painting, then I got introduced to uh landscape painting. And uh-huh. That's how that's, uh, and then I just combined, combined the two elements. I mean, it's not unheard of. It, people have been doing it since day. Oh no, yeah. One. Sure.
0: Yeah. 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 I, uh, but my my uh, grandfather was a landscape painter as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Bob Ross style, like oh, nice. California landscape. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so did what what were the paintings that your that your father made what were the like what were they specific types of landscapes were they yeah,
1: yeah. i got one right here Well, just do <laughs> you see it
0: yeah so how how would you describe that to listeners it seems like a an islander yeah scene. a lot of
1: islands a lot of cabins he loved his favorite painter was like uh um what's that dude's name What's that dude's name that paints all those, like, uh, uh, cottage?
0: Uh, um, Thomas Kincaid? Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> he loves Thomas Kincaid. Like, well, anything, uh, uh, cabins, woods, uh-huh. it's like cab- just, like, palm trees and cabins, cottages. That's uh, yeah.
0: There seems to be a lot of wooded-type areas. I, I would say, within your work, I see a lot of woods and a lot of jungles.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, uh, inspired by my, my old man. You know what, what's crazy about my dad that would get me so pissed at times <laughs> was, uh, he was like, he was a constant doodler. Uh huh. So he would nonstop doodle everything he sees on, uh, while he's on the phone, just like constant. Yeah. And in high school, I would always bring math books and science books, all these books, and I would leave it around. And then um by the time I do my homework it was be filled with this doodle. <laughs> and then great. I would get in trouble. I would get in trouble like in like, because I would have to pay for it, you know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. these are my books. What are you doing? <laughs> Quit cut cut it out, you know? Stop freaking drawing on my book because I'm gonna get in trouble. That's amazing. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, he would get me in so much trouble.
0: I remember uh, days like that. Do you still do you doodle like that? I used to I
1: used to be, but never to his level of doodling, but i I, I think in, in high school or college um, city college level, I did doodle, uh, but do you think it is so
0: much? Do you think it stops because it's now like a profession, so it's like you really like it's like you don't even really have time to just doodle for doodle's sake so much?'t yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. do you feel that way? I, yeah, I
1: think so. I mean, I remember the the time I doodled the most was in awkward situations. Um <laughs> when, when there would be some kind of party or something, I was like, okay, I feel really awkward. Bust out a napkin and just, like, be in my zone. Yeah. Uh I think maybe that's the only time I can think of when I'm still doodling. Other than that, I, I, I don't.
0: Well, even like your moleskins, like the sketch your sketchbooks seem, even your sketchbooks are like paintings. They're not they're not yeah, even yeah, like
1: yeah. doodles. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's I what know. I always wonder. I was
0: like, how the fuck is this guy doing like a thirty color little mini painting you know, out in the wood like how are you how are you even cleaning the brush? How are you getting that many yeah. like I I'm pretty fascinated by that whole like the man- even the fact that you get so many colours just into one little outdoor yeah. Like mini painting, it's pretty impressive.
1: Thank you. Um I mean, I I use gouache. Yeah. And the thing about gouache is like, I don't know if you ever worked with gouache, but uh, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's acrylic gouache.
0: Yeah, this is the one I use all the time. Oh yeah, that's the that's the that's the good stuff. But but
1: the thing, the difference with that and acrylic gouache, uh, gouache it
0: activates again with water. Dude, this shit does too. There's some of, if it, huh. if you apply it thick, it comes, yeah. it, de- and apply, put some water, like, if you just put yeah. water on a brush, Yeah. and start moving it around, it comes right, back right. to life too. They oh, say it doesn't, but I call yeah, bullshit yeah, on yeah. that. Because I used huh. to, I, I used a couple other brands, but this one, yeah. I've I've definitely yeah. had it. Yeah.
1: But because it's not to, as, it, it's probably when not when as,
0: do, mixable anyway. So.
1: Yeah. But when I do use blush like outdoors, like I would never clean my brushes because you know you don't have to. So, I guess that's a good thing about uh, painting outdoors
0: with so blush. So you but. don't have, you don't have to clean the brush at all. It doesn't get muddy from the. Or do you just have to go in a particular step, like color by color? Like if you do the wrong color first, do you muddy up your whole shit? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like no, if you I have mean- brown still in the in the brush and you need to go yeah. light
1: oh yeah yeah you definitely need to clean it off but i mean cleaning it off in a sense where um you know how after you're done with the painting you need to clean your brushes so they won't dry yeah yeah Uh, yeah with gouache you never have to do that and and that's why i like it so much it's like you can have this painted up brush that just filled with paint and then go to your next location Uh location and just like paint all over again and you don't have to worry about keeping the brush uh Clean or anything because it doesn't matter it it'll just activate again with the are water are you
0: using that for your paintings as well? Is it you using the same materials or
1: no with my paintings, I use acrylic, but outdoors I just uh, it's, I would never use acrylic for outdoors. I just use uh, acrylic gouache or gouache
0: yeah for your mold. what about um big mural stuff now, you just did You're- something big you you collaborated with somebody recently I saw I collaborated with Mari. Mari Upanai A Japanese artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From here or from Japan? From here. But you, you know, you know her. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Not that I know. Upanaiyo. No. Okay, well, she's
1: been, she's been in Bro, the game. Bro, I'm for out of a the loop. I'm
0: out of the loop. <laughs> I only know you old guys. That's it, Adam. That's it.
1: No, no. I remember, like Mari. She. I don't. When know. I started, when I started doing the game, she was already like. Like you know, killing it. So I was oh, like, yeah, basically shit. watching her in like the sidelines. Uh
0: huh. Um, so now, maybe I do. Was, then I'll, I'll have yeah. to double check. But I only saw yeah. that one photo of you guys working together. Like you posted yeah. a couple things. Yeah. Where was that at? I think. Say she... again. Where were what you? Pa- where were you painting at?
1: Uh, Little Tokyo, in uh, in Japan, uh, in Little Tokyo, J Town,
0: in Los Angeles, though. Yeah. 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 I thought for some reason you were actually – I thought you were actually in a different country. Bas-
1: oh, no. Yeah, I, was, I was in L.A. Right. Bas- basically, they wanted somebody to speak to the culture, uh, which, you know, they brought somebody, um, Mari, who's Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted a little bit of uh, uh, something hip to it, and <laughs> they brought me – You brought the hipness? <laughs> That's what they said. It was like, we need, we can't have a complete all Japanese culture. We need something else to – I said it.
0: <laughs> that's so good.
1: <laughs> they brought me in. So
0: that's is, it, is there something that is? Do you feel okay about that? Does that feel like the way that you said it? Almost like if you think about it, like maybe that's a little insulting. <laughs> I, or you know, I don't know. Does that feel a yeah, little yeah, weird yeah. to be? No, no, no. I was. I, uh... I mean, I don't. You don't have to throw anybody under the bus, but it's kind of funny. No, 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 no. It's it's almost like a, a point of like, okay, here's what the perception of me of from somebody else is. Like how I fit into like a scheme of things can sometimes be right. like, it doesn't have to be off-putting. It could just be like different than what you expected or, you know, whatever. Does that yeah. make sense? Like maybe you have a different perception of yourself. And they're like, oh, yeah. you totally fit this role of this thing. You know, usually when somebody puts us like – like pigeonholes yeah, us yeah. into like a particular box where like we don't I'm not even supposed to be in that box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's why I I uh I'm not like any group. You know, I hate to be I when people ask me what kind of work do I do? I can't even explain it because I don't even know. I mean, I when I'm painting a mural, I get asked all the time it's like, "Hey, what's your street artist name?" And i say, like, "I don't have a street artist name." I mean, I'm not a street artist. I just use my name. Yeah. Um <laughs> How weird is that? How weird is that? I guess <laughs> yeah, you yeah.
0: you've been able to, you know, over the last 15 years be able to kind of witness the interesting uh evolution of I I've been really watching it. So like this I this movement from obviously from graffiti into yeah. like what was now considered street art into now what is really just this humongous like mural movement. You know, the, right, there has sure. been this like Over the time, you can kind of look at it now and put it on, like, a sort of linear time map and sort of see how one thing has affected the other. I I was thinking today or earlier about how when street art first – like, before it was even street art, when the thing started transferring from just, like, strictly graffiti, like, in terms of, like, doing lettering or bombing or whatever Uh – like, how there was a sort of, like, snarky, like, sarcastic kind of, like, comedic aspect to, like, street art. There was a sort of, um, absurdity to it mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. And I think that absurdity has, besides a few specific types of artists, a lot of that absurdity has gone to the wayside. And it's gotten to a very, like, almost, uh,. I would say like academic muralism movement like yeah yeah does that does that make sense from something <laughs> yeah, yeah. so crude like I yeah. love to see a fucking like dirty ass tag on something like even yeah. if it's like the most like toy ass tag in fact yeah. I almost like toy tags better than like somebody <laughs> who really can like has a nice hand like letter style like cuz I know like that's a different yeah. there's a different mentality that comes to making that mark Right. Than the types of like massive ten story mural type things that we're seeing now, but there's right. a clear evolution,
1: yeah, that was <laughs> you know, crazy. It's definitely insane to watch that
0: yeah it's yeah. it's weird, right do you feel like how do you do you feel like you fit into that into those I, slots somewhere? do you ever look at it in terms of your own history, like where you fit into those grooves?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, I remember before I even like, I've always done murals and, and done walls, but it was always with lettering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember e- even watching you, Ikundayo and Z do this wall in Melrose. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I didn't even do murals at the time, but you guys were already like doing like large scale murals. That was,
0: that was big for back then. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. I hadn't painted anything that big before yeah like on that big, scale yeah. yeah like with paintbrushes and fuck you yeah. know everybody's but, out there with their yeah. acrylics and shit but what year was that fuck i don't know now yeah uh, yeah, uh, uh, like at least uh i would say probably like 2007
1: so oh wow yeah that's a long time ago. time
0: is fucking going by so fast all of a sudden i've been really yeah. stressed how old are you i'm 33 yeah i'm I, i'm 36 and there's watch there's something that happens between these next three years, my friend. <laughs> where, even though like I like my I know that like you know just on average we're living to like eighty, like even like with a just a horrible diet, like eating McDonald's and drinking soda, like yeah, yeah the yeah. average life expectancy is like seventy nine uh, but like <laughs> I feel like I'm right at like I'm hitting this like middle age process where all of a sudden it's like, wow, the day just started boom, it's gone. Like, yeah, I yeah. do. You feel like that? I, it's I do. I like, twenty four hours by, is getting by really quick. Somehow,
1: it goes. It does go by quick.
0: Uh, maybe it's all the work.
1: Yeah, I do. I put in serious hours, but the thing is, I paint and I, I'll stop painting like maybe five in the morning. So because of that, I wake up like twelve uh, noon.
0: Yeah, and and
1: uh, I don't get to start painting again till like. like Four, so it does go by quick for me because, um, because I wake up so late.
0: Yeah, but you got all those hours. That, sometimes I used to be on that schedule too. I I've been on the like the like I just I'm like eight eight a.m. to like midnight. Once yeah, I, once it, like one o'clock, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, game over. Yeah, yeah, my body's shutting down. Especially if I my legs get up in there. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, my yeah. if my legs if my feet leave the floor, I'm out. I'm going to sleep. And I actually, like, <laughs> I resent my, um, uh, what is it when you can't, what, what's the disorder when you can't sleep? Insomnia. Yeah. I, I, yeah. uh, I resent my insomniac friends. Because you get so oh. much more work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> if, if I'm, if I don't get at least six hours, I'm yeah. zombie town. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's uh what's coming up for you i mean it seems like you're you're constantly on the grind like doing stuff all the time uh what's uh you know it's funny i i've just been trying to like i've i've been focusing a lot on a lot of different things and haven't been doing many like gallery shows and right. i've been jumping back into like making some conversations with galleries again yeah yeah, yeah. and it's really fucking hard out there for like yeah. to continue to like have like regular showings like even yeah. just in terms of, like, the amount of artists who are out there now. Like, there's a lot yeah, of – there's a fucking grip. And with the yeah. internet, it's just, like, every day it's new shit coming <laughs> yeah. out.
1: That's true, yeah. You got to keep up with this chaos.
0: Do you have to still be on your grind on, like, that, like, sort of behind the scenes? Like, like trying to work with new people? Is it, a, is it still the same grind as it was sort of at the well, beginning? Do you feel different about it now?
1: Well, I think right now – I, my schedule is booked, um, maybe like, we in two years right now, I feel like. Uh, but I don't know. I think back then I, I was constantly searching for like, uh, uh, you know, the next shows and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, figure out my next move. Yeah. But, but right now it's like I've been canceling so much because it's, uh, like, I have a show with Mary in in, uh, in October. It's like two more months. Uh-huh, yeah. And I've canceled, f- like, four murals. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because you need the hours to... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I was supposed to go to uh, Paris. You know,
0: I think a lot of that gets lost on people.
1: Yeah. yeah how much stuff you have to cancel for the... the, the to, to, to put make... the hours in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: To make those things that you just put on the wall. You know yeah, like, exactly, yeah. yeah. Even like to just prep shit takes like I'm prepping a piece right now and I was thinking today, I was like, nobody's ever gonna know about these fucking four coats of gesso and sanding yeah. and sweat <laughs> yeah. and then exactly. these four coats of fucking base coat paint. Like no one's gonna yeah. know this shit. But yeah, right. it has to be there. It has to, yeah, you're right. It has to be there. So
1: what's so, uh, yeah, the what's, the, thing what's I, the closest I hate thing then. coming up? Uh well I have Mary in into in two months. Yeah,
0: I guess that's going to be
1: Yeah. So yeah, I've been locking myself. I've been canceling everything. Uh there there's, there's some stuff that I couldn't get out of like um so I, I'm I still have to do it, but uh my main uh, my main goal is always solo shows. Yeah. Uh, after that, then I I'm taking off again to do some more murals. But um I enjoy the murals mainly because you know it it, it allows me to be creative but outdoors. Yeah, because I don't want to be in the studio twenty four seven. Yeah, um, it's deadly in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once I'm done, I'll, I take off, and I, I'm still painting, but outdoors, and I'm I'm traveling, um, experiencing the culture. That's why I enjoy painting murals so much. I mean, I don't do it too often. I do maybe like four murals, five murals a year. That's that's um,
0: quite a bit. That's not bad. Yeah, I but these dude, guys... I don't. I know. I don't know how these motherfuckers are going from yeah. city to city doing like twenty fucking. Yeah. There's
1: one guy that I like like Fincy McGee. I I talked to him and he said he does like uh, 50 meals a year. 50. <laughs> Freaking incredible. And there's
0: there's logistics issues to that that I I'm are beyond my comprehension. Like yeah. even just the amount of money that goes into like lifts, like people have no idea how much a scissor lift costs per day. You know what I mean? Like uh, let alone those big fucking crane lifts. Like that shit is expensive. <laughs> Let yeah. alone the amount of paint that goes into actually... Yeah. Even if you're just painting a buff coat on a wall that big, it's gallons and gallons and gallons of paint. Yeah, I know. It's so to cheap. be able to, to... fly, I'm wondering who fits these bills, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Like you who is what? paying
0: for these motherfuckers to go to 50 different... Even just to get walls sometimes, you know, like for like if a company needs to get a wall for an advert, you know, like an advertisement or like some sort of promotion. Yeah. Like that shit costs money. Like nothing is free out there. Like I'm really curious how even if it's like a sponsorship deal, like how those funds get raised is a is a it's like watching like david blaine i have no idea how that's just
1: happening <laughs> yeah beats me right you
0: know what i mean uh, yeah but there's yeah, some people just... out there yeah. doing something
1: yeah yeah i you know what it, it, there's so much organization who are doing it now i feel like there's a organization in every city now i feel like yeah uh, that Do you... are doing mural projects how uh, soon before maybe... the bubble bursts yeah yeah you know how, I feel like, like maybe only ten percent or twenty percent of those, maybe maybe even half, maybe half of those murals is like paying gigs. Yeah. Um, the re- the rest are aren't even, which is completely crazy. But
0: yeah, um, man, dude, I don't know how people sustain themselves. Yeah,
1: it's pretty pretty
0: crazy. Yeah, it's I I'm I'm my biggest interest right now, and I you know it was going through my brain today. It's like you know how like. Art movements attack previous art movements there you, there's a, a whole list of of examples of of art movements attacking the one previous to it and I right. think even or maybe not even attacking but maybe like piggybacking or you but but I think we get to points where things you know like i I use the example of when kids start to wear a style that adults rocked for a little bit you know like when it it gets all the way down till it's like the junior high elementary school kids wearing whatever the style is you know that the thing has played itself out (laughs) so like if i had it whenever i wear my like my studio clothes you know if i have paint on my on my pants right i've had at least a handful of old women go paint me a banksy You know, so like, so it's like, okay, these old, it's reached these old ladies, right? (laughs) On whatever stupid level, you know? So does that mean that like on some level we start to see like the, like the economic bubble burst on things Yeah. or it, it, it keeps evolving for what it's worth. Downfalls are always like, uh, coincide with an uprising of something new. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. I'm really interested in this idea of something new. I'm tired of <laughs> yeah. like yeah. gallery shows of going yeah. and standing in circles and drinking while art is on the wall behind you with your back yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And crowds of people having awkward conversations about things that they don't <laughs> want to talk about or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not to say that there's any like there's a lot of beauty and there's a lot of like powerful, like interesting things that happen. But I get fucking so bored at art shows now. Like I'm really interested in the idea of something being more visceral, something more like an experience that happens. Right. Like has an art show, has a painting ever made you cry? Like, have you ever been like to an, like an art event and been like so moved that like emotionally like changed you?
1: Yeah, I think, I think
0: besides like old things, like I'm I'm talking about like modern contemporary art, like the environments that we're in.
1: For mm-hmm. sure, I yeah. think so.
0: Definitely, I, I went to New
1: York and I went to a Anselm Kiefer show at uh-huh. the Gagosian, and uh, and that one just hit me. It was just it was just the scale of his work and and his installations. Um, it definitely left a uh, impact on me till this day. Yeah, that's I, good. I was like, it was like going to a concert. How can I explain? It's like going to a concert where. where that's what I'm like, looking for.
0: That's what I'm yeah. looking for
1: yeah it's like you two performing on a, a, a rare day on like the roof of a of, yeah. a, a, of a hotel yeah. and you're like i gotta see this show and and going to that show uh made me feel that way it's like man i can't believe i checked out that show
0: that that's show great was so awesome yeah that's what i haven't felt that in a really really long time yeah and i don't know if it's just you know the fact that i'm in San Diego, kind of plays effect on you know, like there isn't as much to see. But even like I, I go to things, like I've been to plenty of things. Yeah, but I I, I can't think of anything that wasn't old that didn't like yeah. like like make me lose my breath. You know, like where you like right. like oh yeah. shit, like you know, like taken aback. Yeah. I can't Did remember you
1: see that movie. uh marina abramo yeah bra yeah movie? yeah uh-huh
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: people seem to camp out like crazy for that well how crazy and...
0: well because that's a real visceral experience right like yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. i've been kind of thinking about how to in- integrate performance art uh fine yeah. art like installation sculpture sound, like just finally just like mold everything together and create an environment that brings all of that stuff into a space that makes you feel like, like you said, like you caught a concert that like a bunch of people didn't actually get to see. Like you experienced something that only a small group of people or, you know, even a larger group of people only get to experience for that short period of time like right. i i'd like to I like the idea of creating something that has a like a long lasting effect like a an emotional effect like movies yeah, yeah. do like movies make me cry like it's crazy yeah, like yeah, a movie can make yeah. me cry a song yeah. can make me cry, and yeah. as much as I love painting with all my heart like yeah. I can't think of a painting that made me that has made me feel like that or like even a yeah. show like I know that there's been pieces that I love that like there's some instinctual thing that connects with me that I love it, right? And yeah. and it means something to me. But right. I haven't had like like I leave and like fuck. Yeah. Like, besides, of you course, know, like what I said about old stuff.
1: You know, uh, at my last show at Mary, uh, there were quite a few people who came up to me and said, "Hey, this piece." There was a girl who was staring at this for a while and she was crying.
0: That's amazing. Uh,
1: Yeah, the thing is, I don't know if she would have thought about somebody closer and had an emotional tie to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what made her cry. Yeah, but but two people uh, on different occasions told me that they saw this uh, lady staring at for a long time and crying.
0: That's and Uh, I just told somebody. Somebody asked me a question uh, this this past week. I was on a podcast, and uh, it was the Talking Holes podcast, and. They said, uh, like, what is, like, the biggest compliment that you can get as an artist? Because I think – I had talked about, like, people think they're complimenting you, and it's actually not a compliment sometimes. Um, Yeah. But they they asked, like, what is it? And, you know, like, the respect of my peers was the first thing that came to mind. But then I was like, well, that's kind of obvious. And I was like, let me think about it. Like, I don't – let me think about it a little bit. And I thought – and I was like – You know what's, like, the biggest compliment is when somebody sees a piece and it connects to them on some level that doesn't have anything to do with the painting, doesn't have anything to do with the title. Whatever the imagery is connects them to some emotional point in their own life that can create that type of, you know, can make somebody cry, can make somebody even remember a loved one that can just, even, like, if it puts you back to, like, a totally innocuous time, like something that doesn't make any sense, but just reminds you of childhood for some random reason. Like, I think that's the biggest compliment as, as an artist that like you can connect with somebody on their own personal level through no specific, without trying, you know, like you're not, you're not trying to make this specific person remember a moment when they were 10, but inadvertently it happens. I feel like that's really complimentary as a, as a visual artist.
1: For sure,
0: no, I agree, totally. Yeah. Um, we got deep right there. I'm sorry. We got deep right there. Oh yeah, with serious did. shit. Yeah. I feel like we're... <laughs> I've really been trying to think about like what the fucking point of all this shit is a lot lately, and I guess that's what yeah. comes with like hitting like midlife crisis, like what f- <laughs> like what the fuck am I doing all this shit for? Yeah. And sometimes it's just that, like yeah, connecting yeah, with yeah. people somehow.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Alright, Andrew, yeah. I wanna um thank you for taking the time to shoot the show with me. I don't wanna take up too much more of your time. Um where can people find uh your stuff online? Where can they see your imagery if they're not already following you on the, the mighty, mighty interwebs?
1: Um well on my Instagram I guess is Andrew Hem. And uh let's see. I have a website. I, I don't update it too much, but
0: andrewham.com the website's on point there's a lot of there's a lot of us who are back in like the 90s website still oh okay you're working i think it worked on my phone
1: oh okay cool <laughs> I think that's, the whole good that's good yeah. to know <laughs> that's
0: the biggest problem i think for a lot of people is like all of a sudden the some some websites yeah. don't work on mobile yeah, devices it has, to be
1: more, it has to be mobile friendly now right
0: Uh-huh. because a lot of people built their websites before you know yeah, before yeah, there was yeah, even exactly. fucking cell phones
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Times are changing. It's the fucking We're future, so- man. <laughs> yeah. We're so old school.
0: I know. That's good. I'm glad you're still, like, you. this is your first Skype. <laughs> <I'm> glad- <laughs> no, no, you had it on the old computer, you said. Uh, but- I
1: hate Skype. I can't figure it out. I was like, damn, you Skype. <laughs> I'm glad you're
0: keeping it old school. You're yeah, shaking your <laughs> Shaking your cane at the computer screen.
1: <laughs> I tried it so much, and I could never figure it out, so I just gave up on Skype, but... Uh
0: yeah, it's it's nice to you're back. I to got get you back
1: to the future. It's yeah. wonderful. For the future.
0: <laughs> Alright, brother, I want to thank you again for taking the time to shoot with the shit with me. Let's cool. do um, internet you. DAP. Can you give me some knuckles? Okay. Bam. Boom. Yeah.
1: Good. There you go. Yeah. Nice talking to you again and we'll do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu
0: soon. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna take you up on that. I'm glad I'm <laughs> I missed you guys last time. But we should I'll talk to Johnny, we'll set up a, another thing here soon. Awesome. Sounds Alright brother. Take care. Good cool, man. You see, alright, bye. Oh, hold on. Let's do it. Let me um, let me get a picture for the interwebs real quick before you hang up. Then they'll know it happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so dumb. Bam, gotcha. Awesome. Gotcha again. Oh yeah. Let me get the. Let me get that one. That one's way better. Nice. Perfect. All <laughs> right, brother. Thanks again. I'll uh, I'll talk All to right. you soon. Okay. Guys, I'll see you. Okay. Bye that was my chat with mr andrew Hem, fantastic guy uh this is kind of a late night podcast so I, I i always get into like that low late night voice i was probably a little bit high i think i was drinking a little bit too i may have slurred a bit uh i usually do podcasts during the day so it's uh it's it's fun to catch one on a late night action uh you get a sort of different personality perspective. Um, so, again, thanks to Float for uh, for sponsoring this episode. Follow them on Instagram, underscore F-L-O-T, again, underscore, two underscores there at the front and the back. And their website is floatSD.com, that's F-L-O-T-S-D.com. They have the little dash over the O, you know, English and shit. What is that? What, well, it's not even, I mean... It's in English what is I don't know where that mark originates from alright so uh, thanks guys for listening uh, you can follow me at Mike Maxwell art if you want to donate to the podcast you can do that go to Mike click on the podcast and you'll see the PayPal link there and you could drop a little little cake it's fucking flies flying around my head in the studio son of a bitch all right guys have a great day and um, next week we will have Judith supine 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 Judith Supine on the next episode so subscribe in iTunes and the episodes just show up automatically alright bye guys
1: You suck like a You want everyone to act like you. Cause ass for your bitch so you can get rich but your boss can switch off you. Well you'll work harder with a guard in your back for a bowl of a race today. Slave or soldiers till you starve and your head is skewed out of stake. Now you can go where people